Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And today, we are going to, I think, take the whole podcast to kind of answer a question or a topic that was brought up in the Self-Sewn Wardrobe group. Whoa. Um, normally, with a Q&A podcast. And no tangents, I'm sure. No, I'm going to start with a tangent. Uh, um, okay. Hold on. Let me get to the tangent. Uh <laughs> Normally with a Q&A podcast, I'm like, oh, let's do, you know, this this question and then, uh, you know, in uh, part one and right. this question no, part two. Yeah, but right. I think we'll have a, a good bit to talk about. My little tangent is that after I mentioned Lumi deodorant, my tangent is that people love our tangents, okay? Yeah. I've no longer be so we insecure have, about we them. Have, what? What would you call them? Tangent followers? Yeah. Tangent. Like tangent... Oh, sorry. Like, I wish we're gonna, I could. We're going to think of a name for you. Like, yes. yeah, Tangineers or something. Yeah. People like them. Um, and then I've been, I haven't listened to a lot of podcasts recently, and I just got some time to do it. Listen to Stuff You Should Know, and they go off on all these tangents all the time. So I was like, okay, we're fine. And then, you know, we've got these ads at the beginning of our podcast now that we don't read. You know, they're, they're through an ad platform. And, and it helps to support the show um, at no cost to you. And I was, you know, feeling a little weird about them. But then uh, I was listening to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast. And guess who has ads at the beginning of his podcast that he doesn't read? Yeah. Malcolm Gladwell. Right. So, okay. I'm just not going to feel bad anymore. Uh, and then the the real tangent that I was going to go on is that I mentioned Lumi deodorant and right. the tangent. And several people were like, yes, I love it. I love it. I was like, okay, so I'm not crazy. I'm not, you know. Uh, promoting something that that not everybody or th- that right. everyone hates or something, you know, and so or I, that's some big farce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That you know, I'm right, not right. Uh, you know, promoting something that doesn't actually work. And then I bought all the things that you can buy via Loom. Um, I like bought their soap, bought some wipes, I bought my deodorant refill, like. <laughs> What everything. So it came the other day. So one of you, you know, we use recycled packaging when we pack our orders. One of you is going to get your order in this Loom box, in this Loomy package. So it could be your lucky day. You're going to get a Loomy package. Now, the the packages I'm recycling are like casters for my drawers that went under my bed. Yeah. yeah. Somebody one time got a box that had like a toy train in it originally. Okay. (laughs) Let's get to Lauren's question. Lauren says... Is couture-ish sewing possible with knit fabric garments? I doubt much work could be done by hand, but I'm curious if there are any techniques that would make a knit garment more high-end and last longer than something I quickly surged all the seams together on. Literally the only thing I can think of is French seams, uh, but those could be bulky with some knits. I should probably clarify that I'm talking about making very basic types of knit garments, basic dresses, tees, but in a way that's meant to last and be well finished. So I feel like the way, I don't know if you would respond this way, but my first reaction is just like, eh, like who cares? You know, <laughs> just like, I'm like, I just. Mine, mine, mine's not quite that. Mine, my reaction on Facebook that like people could see is I said, 
You know, serge seams are more appropriate for garments where the seams need to stretch because the stitch is knitted instead of a lock stitch like a sewing machine. We've brought this up a lot, right? right. And then I said, the idea that a serged seam is of less quality than a French seam on a knit is sort of a false equivalency is what I said. I have more thoughts, but that's what I initially said. Okay, well, years ago when sergers finally became popular... So let's say 95-ish, maybe this was. We talked about this on actually a woven garment that was like a shear. Yeah. So what you used to do is you did a French seam mm -hmm. on a shear. Right. Right? And we were talking about this, and, and was it less couture to, you know, make your seam... Um, then surge. Yeah. And surge it together, maybe. Right. Because you're going to see through, right? You're going to see through it, yeah. And then we would stitch it down. Mm hmm Okay. Like, yeah. And the thought was it was almost a prettier look. Because it, like, lays Right. We, we took, yeah. what we did is we took all of these sheer fabrics. Yeah. And we, like, made all these samples. Mm -hmm. And the... Like, the set-in sleeve really looked nice being surged. Yeah. Okay. So, what, is it couture because it's done the old-fashioned hand-sit-down way that a machine didn't used to do it? Or is it couture because you've taken your time and it's you've worked on that garment and you've made it you know, as nice as you can. Yeah, so, so I So what just, makes it couture? Right. Here's the deal. It's like, <laughs> you could probably speak with several different people who are, you know, heads of couture houses and come up with different answers for what the word couture, you know, really means. I mean, couture means... Uh, haute couture right. literally means like high, high sewing. sewing. That's know, all it means. High, high sewing. Yes. yes. And so let's just like be a little honest here about like the fact that this is a branding thing that is used to like sell stuff. Okay. Right. Um, uh, it, it's like, right. Right. Somebody you know? tells you it's couture, so you know you're gonna pay more. And now I, I guess you know. I know. I. And I think I know kind of where she's coming from because right. I did not make. Fast fashion mm -hmm. when I was first sewing, right? Right. I met, you know, I would make a wool suit that I wore for 10 years, right? I yes. mean, I would make garments that I wore forever so, until they, you know, and I, and I did do, you know, Hong Kong finishes and, you know, uh, hand, hand uh, picked zippers or, or whatever I needed to do to make it look. I just, th this is something that kind of like grates on me a little bit, okay, is people will be like, my, people will like moralize about it. They'll be like, well, this garment has hand-sewn French seams and this, that, and the other thing. And so it's like better than the other garment that someone made. And then we got a Monica, uh, Mona, not Monica, Mona said um so what i said about like the french seam and the and the surged seam like you know being a false equivalency 
Um, she says, it seems to be a very common idea. Oh, she says, Mallory, that seems to be a very common idea nowadays. I read in sewing groups every week that people seem to think that you can't make active wear on or anything with stretch fabrics without a serger and cover stitch. I sew lots of active wear on a normal sewing machine. I have never had any problems with it, and I run marathons in my handmade stuff. Also, serge seams make bulky seams that can chafe on tight-fitting clothes. And so, like, that's not what I said. Um, and so that I said, I said, Mona, I'm not right. saying you need a serger. I'm saying that serge seams are not low quality. Right. Because I feel like Lauren Lauren says in her post, she says, you know, what can I do to make it better than just something I surge together? And I'm like, Right, Don't, right, okay. right. Like like surging is fast fashion yeah. or, you know, because it's sewing and finishing the edge at the hey, same time, oh, it's no, less. Mom, mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, in that book, Dressed, have you read it? I don't know if you read it. I read it. Um, and it's about fast fashion. Right. And the author, I think, really miscategorized uh, the serger. And I think I try to clarify right. this a little bit with Mona, too. The author said... I can, God, I can, like, this paragraph is burned in my memory. Yeah. They're like, well, you can see in retail, now they're using sergers that sew and finish at the same time. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's not the only reason. It's not like they were trying to skip a step on a knit garment when you use a serger. It's a good it's a good, a durable sur- a surge stitch. seam is knitted, so you are using the same type of... Of mechanism, okay. Yeah. So you've got a knit fabric, and, and you're a doing a stitch. knitted seam. Yes. There's so, nothing wrong with that. Now, I yeah. guess if you went into the store and yeah, you saw some, you know, thing that should. Which? Oh, how many times I, have we talked about hey, this on the podcast? Hey, I've uh, seen you know. woven fabrics, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> where somebody's taken some sort of serger type machine some, and yeah. ready to wear. I don't know, and it looks like crap. The seam looks like crap before you wear it. Yeah. So, right. You know, there's no excuse. So, I guess, like Lauren, I don't want you to feel in insecure about a garment that you have searched together like it's not bad it, and also you say i think couture nowadays is also being used uh in a way that it was not originally meant to be used in the fact that it's like durable and made to last forever i really don't think that was the point necessarily of high fashion houses uh in the beginning but that it's a fine you know i get it i think searched seem well, is I, durable. I really go back to what you said about marketing though yeah Putting that couture in there means you're going to pay more. It's special. It's more special than the one you can get over here. You know, it has to come from us. That kind of thing. And so uh, your surged seam on your knit garment. Okay, we've talked about this so much about the the three thread narrow that we wear and wear and wear and wear those clothes. And totally, if you think... um, Assert, some people, you know, may have a sensory issue where the search team doesn't feel good. Of course, do something about that. I sort of challenge her on that a uh, sewing machine seam is less bulky than the surge seam. I think I, it can. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. And, or a cover stitch uh, seam because it's not. I, I mean, think that in you can do a flat felt seam. I mean, right. there, there's all these you all know, these things. You, you can't, you can't be that general about it. Well, and you've talked on the podcast. You know, I mentioned this in the Facebook uh, thread. I was like, ZD sewed on knits before sergers were in the home. You can absolutely, you can do it on sewing. Now we we love our sergers, and we get people who ask about sergers, so we want to share our serger knowledge. You know, um, but it is 
you know, it isn't the first machine you buy necessarily. Right. Well, you and know. then there's also a difference between a surged seam uh-huh. and a surged edged finish. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I'm surging the edges of my woven garment right. as a finish, mm-hmm. that's not a seam. Exactly. You know, yeah. my seam is on my conventional machine, right? And the fit, my finish is on my surged machine. I also, so yeah, you can also. Some people make some bulky uh, well, seams on sergers, oh, okay, so, and so they don't have to be that what's bulky. What's going through my mind's eye <laughs> at this moment, right? Yeah. Is the way we used to have to finish seams. Yeah. Okay, on a woven. Um, my favorite way. Okay, to finish a woven seam was to actually just stitch a quarter inch away from the edge, okay? Yeah. With a really tight stitch. Straight stitch. Straight, Straight stitch. stitch. Yes. Absolutely. I tie because it laid flat, mm-hmm. okay? And it didn't add anything to the seam. Right. You know, it just it just was the and most And you know how Zidi doesn't like her bulk, right? That's right. I mean <laughs> it was like the minimal thing you could do. And it took me a while to figure this out because yeah. I went through, you know, the the um shears, the pinking, pinking shears. shears. I went through trying to overlock on them with with you know or sewing machine sewing over with the sewing with, machine, uh-huh. you know, and and I got down to no, I just like that straight stitch because I got a nice flat seam. Now a Hong Kong finish is absolutely gorgeous, right? It adds bulk. Yeah, sure. Okay, you got to think about what you... Now, it's perfect on, like, a loosely woven wool or silk that's bulky. But, you know, when you get down to, say, making a cotton dress, right? right? I liked that plain, just away from the edge, straight stitch. And that was tight enough. And these were garments I laundered, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, We also ironed them. (laughs) Right. Right? But um, if you... Go to look at a finished garment now. And I, okay, so I'm talking, I don't know if you want to call these couture, I don't know what, but I'm talking about a garment, maybe a Prada or um, what else? What else do we have in this house that I have that? Escada. Escada. They're surged people. The finishes yeah. are surged because it's the prettiest. It's the least bulky. It's fast. It, it is fast. It, it, and it's fast. And, there's, uh, and, it, and it works. Yeah. It um, works. So I think we should take a little break and come back. And I think that people offered some really cool responses in case this person did want to explore this person, Lauren. Um, maybe I'll just call her Kathleen for fun. Um, so <laughs> actually have a friend named Kathleen um so it you know instead of me just being like I oh, don't worry about it Lauren just serves those seams you know the people offered up some some cool ideas that that I think well, are and worth I considering think you you make it to suit you yeah. and your standards yeah right? okay so let's take a quick break ZD what's your favorite way to measure yourself with my easy check tape measure. So tell me a little bit about this. It's the only way to measure myself, I why, think. Why is it so magical? Well, because there's a slide on it. Uh-huh. You actually snap one end of the tape measure into the back of the slide, and then you fit it to the measurement, and then you can unsnap, 
and the slide remains on the place that you've measured. So if you're trying to measure your arm, right, or your underbust, right, or your or thigh, your head. or your head, oh yeah, the head, right. definitely. Well, <laughs> and you know, measuring yourself is one thing, but even measuring somebody else, what it does is it marks the spot, basically, where the measurement is. And so if I'm, and this happens to you that. You're measuring somebody, and they start talking to you, and you're like, was that 21 or 23? Oh, my gosh. Right. And where with this, you know, it, it, the slide has marked it. I also have heard feedback from customers who say, I am sending this to my daughter or, you know, so that she can measure my grandchildren, That's and it will right. be accurate. Right. Right? Well, we've actually had trainers, too, yep. that, that bought these, you know, for their customers, or they themselves use it for their customers, or it was a male trainer and a female client. Uh, he right. didn't have to put his hands on the person right. or whatever. Also, this tape measure, when you use it with a snap, it's impossible to work from the wrong side. That's the other thing <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. You can't measure from the 60 end. You have to measure from, from the, the zero, one end. From the zero, zero end. Yes. Right, right. And I said 60, but... Um, you know, it also has the millimeters on the other side, too. So yeah. you, you've got... Um, you have imperial, imperial and you have metric. Metric, uh, right. And so the easy check tape measure makes it very simple when you are trying to measure yourself uh, and you just don't want to be fumbling around. Well, and I think... You know, the thing is, don't order one. Because if somebody sees it, a husband or right? a daughter or just a friend, I mean, honestly, at Christmas time, I would put this, like, in almost everybody's stocking stuffer. And I think it's a great thing to, like, send away to college with people, things like that. Where Fabulous. Where you, you want yeah. something measured. Well, if you're interested in your own Easy Check tape measure, you can see a video on how it works at SoHere.com slash tape measure. And you can check it out for yourself. sewing so, 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 out loud. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back. Okay, real quick, before we get to the wonderful tips that people put on Facebook, I feel like a lot of times in the serger discussion, um, privilege, economic privilege gets brought up a lot. 
uh, which is very valid. Not everybody can afford to have, you know, two machines, three machines, you know, cover stitch machine, et cetera, et cetera. And that's for sure. But sometimes we also need to be sensitive to the fact that sometimes these tools allow people to sew who couldn't otherwise sew. Right. Um, and or make a living. And I also, like, I understand that still there's a cost associated with them, but it's also the, a time thing. Like, is this is this other person's garment not as good as yours because they didn't have, like, 17 hours to sew a knit dress by hand? So, like, don't get stuck on that. Um, or, you know, it's not just because someone suggests something or because we say that, like, we love sergers doesn't mean we expect everybody to go out and buy a serger, right. you know, or something. But, like, I don't know. Like, I guess we all need to, like, check our privilege when we're talking about privilege a little bit, too. Because I have seen it go both ways. You know, people are like, well, you shouldn't. Like, you use the surgery. Yeah, you use oh, the surgery. That's You right. don't know how to do uh, it yeah. on your other machine or what? Oh, you know, well, you yeah, spent but... so much money to get that needle threader. Okay, well, this person is, like, legally blind, and the needle threader lets them sew. You know, I've, I've really seen some snobbery um, well, the other, about, the other around thing, stuff like that. The other thing, too, is, you know, we often purchase and invest in what we want to purchase and invest in. Yeah. You know, the there somebody with a very high-end sewing machine might be driving a 12-year-old car. Man. Who would that be? No, it was a uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I I mean, I'm not driving, guys. I think my car's totaled. We hit a deer. No, the deer hit you. The deer I think the deer hit saw, you. I mean, a lot yeah. of people were like, okay, sorry. A lot of people are like, oh, well, the deer. I was like, we're all okay. And they're like, well, the deer's not okay. I'm like, yeah, Ugh. the deer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. huh? um, you're right. We didn't go out that day to I hit didn't a deer. We didn't at the deer. Um, okay. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm driving a Cadillac right now, rented. <laughs> so maybe I will have a nice car. For, for 10 minutes. <laughs> yes. She's going to have a nice car for two days. But uh, um, You're right, though, yes. But but no, I mean, I can remember people, you know, in selling sewing machines, I can remember other people selling sewing machines and go, well, she drives her Mercedes. I don't know why she didn't buy the la-da-da. And I'm like, because she wanted the other machine. Yeah. Obviously, this woman knows what she wants. She wants to drive her Mercedes. And she wants to sew on that particular on that sewing machine. machine. Or she That's wants, what she wants. Yeah. Well, you just I'm, don't know. And yeah, we have, I've seen I've seen it in our own group where it's like, oh, that person has an expensive sewing machine, so they can't. What I don't know. Any, it means they can't sew supposedly. No, or, whatever. or they or, can't. Yeah. Um, or they just must have so much privilege that they are invalid in some other way you know I, i'm not now i'm not Mallory saying and i have delivered I said, really expensive sewing machines to people's homes you never know what that house is gonna look like yeah i am telling you yep it's like from you know sticks in the mud to the a palace yep you, you never do know not know what that house is going you to you don't look know like. what's going on nobody nope. knows what's going on stop it's their business stop it, stop it. yes yeah. So stop judging someone's, you know, garment that they couldn't spend 16 hours on because they had to, like, you know, go work to, like, support their kids. And they're really glad, okay, I'm going to invest in the serger so that I can whip out these T-shirts for my kid who has trouble fitting into clothes. Whatever. Just, like, everybody calm down, including me. Okay. So people <laughs> had some really good – like I said, I, I tended to just brush this off a little bit, you know. 
But one thing that people said is that you can do, like, some top stitching if you like that look. Some people really like a top stitch neckline. I'm not personally, like, super into top stitch necklines, uh, but... It just depends. It it depends on the garment. It depends on the fabric. It depends on what I'm wearing. But, you know, there are some things I like. I do this on almost every garment, and that's not one of them. Mm -hmm. But this this, uh, Amanda recommended, uh, she says, I I think top stitching adds a lot, um, and she she shared a link to, you know, top stitching on a neckline. Um, And then Yvonne, I thought this was a really nice tip. She says, for me, the couture hat comes on when it comes to pattern matching. Oh, yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Not even matching a bond, but sometimes placement. Sure, sure. Like you don't want two rosebuds on your rosebuds Mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, sometimes it – well, remember there was a dress you made one time. It was when Uh, you were early sewing. Yeah. You know, well, maybe not that early. And, 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 <laughs> well, it, it, it was. I mean, it was, it was, you know, you were still like, I think, you know, wearing training wheels sometimes. Yeah. And um, she's, and she was so excited about this dress. And it really, she did an excellent job. And a couple of days later, I waited and I said, you know, what would have probably made this perfect? And she's like, what? And I said, you should have centered. The, the repeat. Know, yeah. The repeat. Because it, you know, it wasn't off enough to look like it was purposefully off, and it wasn't centered enough to look like. Now, sometimes I like it off. I like it wacky. Sure, you sure. know. No, but, but this was like, and she was like, "Oh yeah." I didn't even think about it, you know. And I, you know, because yeah. it wasn't something I was going to match. It was too busy. Right, right. But I didn't. You. It could, was a floral. Yeah, it was yeah. a floral that sort of is. It looked like um, like looked like wallpaper. Like it did look yeah, like wallpaper. To me. Yeah. But you know, like swag right. is a floral, right. and yeah. I didn't center the swag. Right. So that. No, I, I'll always remember that. Now, of course, in case you don't know about this, uh, Alabama Channon, do you remember, Natalie? Do, do you remember? This was so huge. It's all about hand sewing knits. It's the reverse applique with the – You, I know you've seen this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you, if, if you are looking to hand sew some knits, explore the world of Alabama Channon because mm-hmm. that is all their thing, and they sell, like – stamps and stencils to do their reverse applique by hand on knits and stuff so if you are really hankering for like that hand sewing activity or hands you know if that's kind of what drew you to couture because then that that discussion happens on the thread (laughs) where people are like couture doesn't just mean hand sewn you know and so but if that's what sort of drew you to the the couture thing check out alabamachannon.com and dive into that world um you know, I thought that was going to be a little more flash in the pan than it has turned out to be. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. it's really stuck, it stayed popular, you know, um, a lot. So I really liked the, um, I really liked the suggestion about, you know, choosing your patterns uh, in terms of the prints or the, or however the fabric's knitted. So do we know, you called her Kathleen and now I can't think of her name. <laughs> Lauren. Lauren. <laughs> And Lauren Kathleen. No, I can't think of Lauren's my best <laughs> if friend's Melissa's name. listening, yeah. Melissa Kathleen. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. so I I guess I, I'm still kind of. What does Lauren want? What is she, tell me what she well, wanted I don't again? Know. Well, okay. Here's the other thing. She said she's making basic dresses and tees in a way that's meant to last and be well finished. You know what I think. 
can make a knit garment last longer. Um, if it is a dress, maybe not quite on a t-shirt. But actually putting a closure in it so that you don't have to like stretch it out oh, of shape stretching. to put it mm -hmm. on yourself. I love to wear and make knit garments that are sort of, um, what do I want to say, drafted or designed almost like woven garments. Right. So there's not like a ton of negative ease. Right. Maybe it's just like kind of like the zero right. ease. Um, and I do too. We're yeah. very fitted it's like, knit garments. It's like fitted. I don't I don't wear like I, I generally wear a fitted knit garment, oftentimes like with a princess seam or right. with or, or with a dart like or some element of tailoring yes, that shapes yes, it outside yes, just the side yes, seams. So if yes. you have uh, actually, Cashmerette's kind of nice because uh, for this because they have uh, darts in some of their like knit sweaters right. and stuff because they're accommodating a uh, large bust. Well, the other thing you too know? is, I mean, if you want to do high sewing, make sure you use quality thread. Mm. Make sure you use mm. quality needles. Mm. Okay. Amen. And you probably should have a decent sewing machine. It doesn't have to be the best one in the world or the you, most expensive needle. one. Your needle and your, your needle thread and your is going to make your biggest are, difference. Yeah, but I, I guess what I'm saying is there are some really low-end machines that will just chew they for you. They just make it hard. I mean, they yes. I mean, they do make it hard. I mean, you do have to have a decent set of feed dogs. You right. You do have, you know... Um, getting I, get Testing your seam, too, so that it looks... Yes. Like... Test it out yes. so that you can find the every fabric will be different. Every okay. fabric will You're be different. You're sewing on a sweater knit versus a ponte versus a right this or that or an active wear. Um, so right. do you know? And test I mean, that. obviously, the fabric you use is going to make a difference and too, that's and the quality someone, of it. That's what someone said here. Right. The quality of your fabric. Um, if you do make a t-shirt or a dress, we've talked about this on the podcast before, and you went a finish that looks more couture. If you have A, a closure, or B, a neckline that's large enough that you don't have to stretch, mm -hmm. you can bind it with a woven, and right. then that really does incorporate more classic elements right. of what we think of as couture since that those techniques sort of originated on woven. So like a t-shirt with a silk-bound neckline, yep. that sounds couture-ish to me. Uh, I don't know about you. <laughs> Well, that was right. sort of my signature thing <laughs> yes. for a while, yes. yes. And I would, I would um, finish all of my necklines on with a with a woven bias that was usually a stripe, a stripe. Mm -hmm. right? So that was you a big did... thing for me there for a while. Yeah. So it's like you know those t those t shirts I still have. Do you know how old they are? And they're old. They're well. They're certainly older than your daughter. Yeah. They're oh, like yeah. Catherine. Oh, yeah. They're, they're like they're Catherine's ten. age. Well, she's sixteen. She'll be sixteen. She'll be six. Yeah. I mean, they're like fourteen, fifteen so, years old. So you can incorporate. You know what? What when people talk about how to sew with knits, a lot of times we're talking about like preserving the stretch. Right. Uh, okay. We're talking about active wear. We're talking about swimwear, which has negative ease to stay close to the body right. a lot of the time. Well, if you want to flip the script a little bit and make garments that aren't uh, that don't have a lot of negative ease, you get to treat them a little bit more like um, a woven garment, right. which could lend itself to some well, of those techniques you may. And then think there's of. also stabilizing some seams, like the shoulder seam. You know, if you have a waistline seam of some sort that you are wanting to preserve, yeah. So you need to think about the seams that you 
don't want the give yeah, in. Someone, okay, someone brought that up. So it, actually, I didn't even think about it. You just taught me to do this with t-shirts. Like I just would never even think to not do this. Putting the ribbon, we don't particularly enjoy the clear elastic. Putting the ribbon in the shoulder right. seam of a t-shirt to preserve the shape. Well, you know, my latest thing is to use the little oh, the leftover power, pieces like of the, the power, power mesh. mesh. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my latest thing. Yeah. Uh, that is, that's nice. And it's once been again, really nice. I like low on the bulk, right? Like, and yeah, oh, that stuff is. That stuff is like smooth and soft. Yeah, and no, it's, it's good stuff. It's like really good. It's like yeah. buttery. No, it's butter. good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I I have felt like high end garments that I've shopped for that are stretchy but that don't have a lot of negative ease that they. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know. You know another yeah. thing that couture people do is they put hangers or hanging oh, loops very, in their clothing. Yes, yes. So if you plan on hanging your knit, mm-hmm. you don't hang it from the shoulders right. and, or wind up with a shoulder bump because mm-hmm. there's a hanger. So, you know, they will have literally some sort of like hanging system. structure. <laughs> yeah. In them. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they, they don't hang it from the top. They hang it from like the, the waist. You know, right. These hangers go to the waist and they... Um, May thread up through. Well, you know, and you you're know, like hand knitted stuff. You're, you know, you're not supposed to hang that stuff. Right, up. Like, most of the you stuff know. you're supposed to roll. Yeah, up, uh, you know, roll it up. It reminds me of we were they were doing Camelot at the Lyceum Theater, right? Uh huh. Oh well, I, I just thought of some other things about it, but anyway. <laughs> and Dennis sends me all this fabric ahead of time. So this is a summer stock theater, right? And and the and the one uh, costumer he sends me all this fabric ahead of time, you know, and. Uh, he says, we're going to make all of Guinevere's dresses are going to be out of this stuff. And it's going to be this, you know, dress, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm not sure this is a good idea. And this was, this was what? How long ago was that? This is 20 something This is 20 something. So all, you know, all these knits were new and, you know. And I said, I think this is going to be too stretchy. I don't think it's going to work. I think it's going to lose its shape. Uh-huh. No, 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 it'll be sleek and perfect and blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, we knew the actress and all this. Well, they turned out great. And then they got hung up. Oh, no. I kid you not, the neckline was almost to her navel the next day. These knits were, like, so funky woven. They were beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And they had a lot of lorex in them. So... So here we are, like remaking them, and we rolled them every night after that. Yeah, we rolled them up. You can, yep. You can try and like get them wet and block yeah, them again. Yeah, I you mean know? it was, but I mean literally, the neckline grew like six inches. Yes, I mean it was well, like unbelievable. Maybe that's another little, um, you know, just equation like you said, putting the hangers in. Right. Okay. Oh, man, as we've talked about. You know, laundering, caring right. for laundering. your clothes right. will just help them last longer. That's not a, I don't know, that's not a couture technique that someone might think of. But um, Okay, you want to talk you know. about snobbery garment or people sure. or whatever? Or sure, do it. This is an experience I just had. Went to the bra store. Okay, if we think other people are snobs. Imagine how, how snobby, snobby they are must they? be. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so went to, went to the... Bra store, a true bra store, right? So all they sell is bras. Well, panties, I guess, too. But, you know, shapewear. Swimsuits. Yeah. Well, you know. Don't they? They were like, we have all these swimsuits. And they were all like 
They looked exactly the same. Then they had like no two. You know who doesn't really ha- get? Weird. You know who doesn't get to go to the special bra store to buy bras? Is me. <laughs> you could go. They have teeny weeny normal. They have a tween, teeny. You know, itty bitty titty thing or whatever. Itty bitty titty That's that's on our podcast list. Itty bitty titty. Yeah. Oh yeah. People want people want to talk about it. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm gonna okay. So I'm gonna talk about. I I have two stories from here. Anyway, so anyway. I go in, and my sports bra that I purchased, I do not make my sports bras, everybody. I purchased them. And I go in, and they don't make it anymore. And I knew this because I'd searched and searched all over the Internet. They did not make them anymore. And I go in, and this woman, you know, she's like, oh, well. well, The first thing was really weird. She brings me this, like, 38E. And I'm like, and I immediately looked at it, and I was like. Yeah, because mom's like a 30. Well, I'm a 32. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I left with was a 32E, right? So I have been wearing these bras as my daily bras pretty much. Yeah. Okay. They're constructed like the freaking Eiffel Tower. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean. Brooklyn Bridge. Yes. 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 (laughs) These these suckers aren't going to. Well, I I wear, you know, I get a high impact bra. Yes. Right. It's, It's got underwires, you know. And the thing I really like about them is they've got a nice, good, wide strap. Wide strap. Okay. Yeah. So it's a comfort issue. And the other thing, too, is when I bend down, my boobs don't tumble out of the, the top cup. of them. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So they're almost like a bra with a bra over them. The only way reason they're sports bras is they stick some knit over the top of a real constructed bra. Right. But anyway. So as I am paying for my $73 bra, uh-huh. the woman says to me, you know, you can't just wear sports bras all the time. And I said, yeah, I know. And then I got on the parking lot and I said to your sister, I can wear whatever the hell I want. I can wear whatever bra I want. And when I pay $73 for a bra, I can wear it on my butt if I want to. But anyway, so I just thought it was very funny that I'm sure that that's what they're trained to say. Right? Whatever. Well, who but, knows? Maybe they're not. Well, you know? I don't know. But I I am sorry. I can wear this bra all the time if I want. My boobs are not lacking in support whatsoever from these, bra- these bras. Okay? Uh-huh. Nor are they overly confined or whatever. They're just fine. Okay? All right. My other story well, is. Well, she going to tell you, like, the bra caused breast cancer I don't. That's what like, I was going to say. Does, does that's the, why you don't ask. Does the bra have, like, a counter uh, in it? Yeah, does it have an odometer? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Boobometer. So, anyway, this was, we were trying to make this a trip that was not traumatic for someone. Yeah. I, I have to be careful here. I don't. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, good, good, good you call. Know, good okay, call. so th- this was a teenager person, okay, who has very large breasts. Right. And I was trying to sort of, um, what what should I say? Well, help, Pre- help them. Help, well, with- well, yes. And so I was describing the experience, talking yeah. about the experience and all this. And, you know, one of the things I said is, you have every right for someone not to touch you or see you, but you'll probably get a bigger fit if you think of like a better fit, bigger it, fit, a better fit, <laughs> a better bigger fit, a better bigger, a better fit. 
if you have confidence in this person knows what they're doing and they're a professional at it, uh-huh. like a doctor. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, you know, you let the hairdresser touch your hair and put her hands through it and everything because she knows what she's doing. Right. You don't let everybody do that. And I said, so, but, you know, at any time you have the right to say, I'm not comfortable. I'd like to cover up or whatever you want to say. And nobody's going to think anything of it. And then, you know, we, we, we drove a ways to do this. And then I said, you know, I, I think there's one more thing I might tell you. I think that you're going to be like halfway down the alphabet, okay? <laughs> so, like, if they come in and they say, you know, you're a 34I or a J, and I said, I kind of think that's what you're going to be. And she was like, oh. And I said, yeah. I said, I don't want you to be get, like, sticker shock. Yeah. You know, you want the bra that fits you. You don't want to worry about yeah, it doesn't what, it, matter what the letter, what, what the the letter says, or right? Whatever, you yeah. want the bra that fits that you feel good in. So anyway, she got some two really pretty bras. They had this like blush color one, you know, and had some lace on it. And so she got two. She got that color and she got the black. And when I was her age, when I went to get a bra, oh, my God, they were the most horrible. Well, they didn't even exist for my size (laughs) Uh because I was an odd size. So, of course, they didn't. You know, exist. I I must be like in the one percent of sizes. You know, with the band that. band and and uh, cup I yeah. have. So anyway, you know, we get in the car. And she says, "Well, she says, guess what? I didn't wear an I or a J. I wear a double H." <laughs> and I said. Oh, I said, I hate to break this to you, but a double, double H, H is an I. Yeah. She's like, oh, <laughs> really? And I said, yeah. And then I explained, you know, cup size. She's not. It was just, well, but it was just funny. So she wasn't halfway down the alphabet, but she was like. Close. At the end of the bra alphabet. Like, they don't make an M. Like, they, yeah, you know. Yeah, there's no Z, right? <laughs> you, know, you know. Yeah. Exactly. But, but I, I I just thought it was so funny because she was so happy to tell me she wasn't in an I. Yeah. You know, right. so. Uh, she that. says, I'm a double H. And I'm like, that is an I. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. Well, I hope that we, you know, hashed out a few things about knit and couture. And, you know, make your clothes the way you want to and the way you can. Right. Well, I think she did the right thing also by asking. Yeah, you yeah, know, absolutely. people saying this would make it couture to me, or this, or you might think of this, or right, you know, because I don't think, like you said, she could go to the couture houses and they'd all have a different yeah, answer. Sure, you know, oh, we don't do this. They or would we all do have that, a different answer, or whatever. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, I hope we were helpful. I hope maybe we helped some listeners who you know aren't on Facebook. And uh, I, I loved uh, seeing the conversation there. And. Um, it's great when you all, you know, share your creations and share your questions and everything like that. So, uh, ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com.